Hello and welcome back to German Grammar Pod. My name's Laura and today I'm going to be continuing with the topic of the perfect tense. In my last podcast, I described how to form the perfect tense. This time I'm going to tell you when to use it. Sadly, German and English use of past tenses just doesn't match up, however similar in form they may sound. You may remember that in my last podcast, I translated pretty well all of the German perfect tense sentences into the English present perfect, the I have done tense. This wasn't technically wrong, and in fact, I chose to do that to make it easier to see the literal meaning of the words in the sentences I used. It's more a case that in some contexts, the translation into English present perfect would be right, and in others it wouldn't. German tenses don't tend to be as rigid in their meaning as English ones, and although you usually couldn't switch the English I have done form with the English I did form, the same doesn't apply nearly as frequently to the German perfect tense, the Ich habe es getan form, and the German simple past, the Ich tat es form, which are often, but not always, interchangeable. I'd also like to give you the extra health warning that it's really hard to describe when it's acceptable to use which tense. Different sources disagree about when Germans use each tense, and even native speakers struggle to come up with rules you can use. I've had to make a decision about which sources to use, and I've decided to base this podcast on the information in Hammer's German Grammar and German language Wikipedia's description of the perfect tense, on the basis that Hammer is the best general source of German grammar I know, and that German language Wikipedia has presumably been written by German native speakers on this topic, so should contain their own opinions on the language. To make it worse, regional variation comes into play in tense use too. And to top it all, it's also one of those issues that some Germans feel very strongly about. A bit like the issue of where apostrophes should and shouldn't be used, that some native English speakers have very strong opinions about. But I've sorted through the information and have come up with the best practical solution I can for you. I'm going to start by giving you the rule of thumb that I use, plus some extra modifications to it. But I would advise beginners just to learn and use the rule of thumb, or at least the gist of it and intermediate learners to use just the rule of thumb and the modifications about when not to use the perfect tense, as otherwise it's probably a bit much. Right, let's get on to the rule of thumb. The rule of thumb is that, except for with a small group of verbs in spoken German, Germans mainly use the perfect tense to indicate the past. In fact, because of this, it's sometimes also called the conversational tense. However, there are some verbs which are generally not used in the perfect tense in spoken German, but are more commonly used than the simple past instead. I'll be explaining the simple past next time. It's the one that's equivalent in form to the English I did past tense, as opposed to the I have done past tense. In German, there's a specific list of verbs that are typically used in the simple past rather than the perfect tense. In short, these are auxiliary verbs, modal verbs, and a few other common verbs, depending on whether the speaker is from northern Germany or from southern Germany, Austria or Switzerland. The auxiliary verbs that are commonly used in the simple past rather than the perfect tense to indicate a past tense are haben, to have, and sein, to be. Modal verbs are also commonly used in the simple past tense rather than the perfect tense. Modal verbs are typically the ones that don't have a proper infinitive in English, such as can, where you can't say to can, but have to say to be able to instead. In German, these are können, can, dürfen, may, müssen, must, sollen, should, 
wollen to want and mögen to like. I found that when I first spent a year in Germany, I naturally picked up the simple past of all these verbs and barely knew their perfect tense form, whereas for all the other verbs it was the other way round and I had a much stronger grasp of the perfect tense. In fact, it wasn't until I looked at a grammar book when I got back and went to university that I realised that there was a pattern to the ones for which I preferred the simple past and the ones for which I preferred the perfect tense. Because I spent that year in Munich, which is in South Germany, that represents the southern general tendency towards use of the perfect tense versus use of the simple past. In fact, I did meet some people in the south who used the perfect tense even with those verbs, although that's considered non-standard German or dialect by most people. If you go further north, to central or northern Germany, then the tendency swings a bit in the other direction, and the simple past is preferred for a greater number of verbs. In particular, in that region, they also use the following verbs in the simple past in spoken German. Bleiben, which means to stay. Gehen, which means to go. Kommen, which means to come. Stehen, which means to stand. And werden, when it's used to form a passive sentence. Also, all of the verbs of saying, thinking and feeling also get used in the simple past in the central and northern part of Germany instead of in the perfect tense. That's verbs like sagen, which means to say, denken, which means to think, and fühlen, which means to feel. I will give you the simple past version of all those verbs I've just mentioned as examples in the next podcast when I cover the simple past. Right, that's my rule of thumb. I'm now going to move away onto the fiddly modifications. The first two rules I'm going to give you are rules for when you shouldn't use the perfect tense, even in spoken German. The first rule is that you shouldn't use the perfect tense in sentences that are expressed using the pluperfect in English, the I had done tense. So you couldn't translate I had eaten three ice creams or I had been waiting for her for three hours with a perfect tense. The second rule is that you can't use the perfect tense to express the future in the past either. So, sentences such as the shark was about to eat us for dinner can't be expressed in the perfect tense. I'll come on to which tenses these should be expressed in, either next time or the time after, depending how many more podcasts I end up doing on the past tenses. For now, the thing to remember is that you can't use the perfect tense in German to express either the I had done it tense or the future in the past. Before I go on to my third rule about when not to use the perfect tense, I'm going to give you a rule about when you should use it, as the rules initially sound quite similar and I think it's easier this way around. To start with, I need to repeat the fact that although spoken German prefers the perfect tense, except in the cases I've just mentioned, and in contrast written German tends to prefer the simple past, even if you'd have said exactly the same thing in the perfect tense in spoken German, there are exceptions to this. In some cases, you would tend to use the perfect tense even in written German, and this rule describes one of those cases. The rule is that you should use the perfect tense when you're talking about a past event that still has an impact on the present. This initially sounds a lot like English, where using the present perfect indicates a link to the current state, but it is a little different. So, for instance, in both German and English, it is correct to use this tense for the sentence Ich habe mir den Arm gebrochen. I have broken my arm. 
meaning I broke my arm and it's still in plaster. In other words, I broke my arm and it still has an impact on the present and relates to the current state. By the way, the fact that the German literally translates as I have broken me the arm is just because German prefers to talk about parts of the body using the dative instead of a my or a your, etc. And nothing to do with the way the past tense is formed. In case anyone wants a more detailed description of that, I talked about that use of the dative in my podcast on the dative. But back to my fiddly modification. So far, the German perfect tense and English present perfect are matching up with regards to talking about past events that still have an impact on the current situation. But then you get the sentence, Meine Oma ist gestern angekommen. My gran arrived yesterday. In English, you just can't say, my gran has arrived yesterday. As soon as you put a named period of time in, you can't use the present perfect anymore. You can say, my gran has just arrived. Or you can even phone your best friend the next day and say, my gran has arrived. But as soon as you fix the point of arrival in time, you can no longer use the present perfect. So you can't even say, my gran has arrived a minute ago. This doesn't apply to German. If there's still a link to the present, you can and should use the perfect tense to specify precisely when your gran arrived. So if you want to say that your gran arrived yesterday and she's still there, then you should use the perfect tense and say or write, meine Oma ist gestern angekommen. Just a quick note here to say that the reverse isn't true. Just because a past event has no link with the present anymore doesn't mean you can't use the perfect tense in German, particularly in spoken German. There being a link with the current situation is simply an instance in which the perfect tense is particularly favoured, rather than the situation which must exist for you to be able to use it. But be careful. There are some situations where a native English speaker might assume that this rule applied, when in fact you're looking at such a different situation that German wouldn't use a past tense at all. It would use the present tense. So this is another one that I advise intermediate learners to pay particular attention to. The rule is that you use the present tense for situations that not only started in the past, but have continued to the moment of speaking. This is different from the rule about past events that still have an impact on the present, because there, the past event has happened and is no longer going on at the moment of speaking. Instead, it's just its impact that can still be felt. It's the difference between, my gran has arrived, and I've lived in London for seven years. In the first sentence, my gran arrived and is still there, but the actual event of arriving finished before the moment of speaking. In the second sentence, I've not only spent the past seven years living in London, I still continue to live there. If you wanted to, you could rephrase the second sentence partially in the present tense in English as, I live in London and have done for the last seven years. There are a couple of things in particular that tip you off that you should be using the present tense. First of all, you use the present tense instead of the perfect tense the majority of the time in connection with the words Zeit or Zeitdem. Both of these mean since, it's just that you use Zeit when you're using since as a preposition and Zeitdem when you want to use it as a conjunction. An example of this in action is the sentence I already mentioned, Ich wohne seit sieben Jahren in London, which is the correct German for I've been living in London for seven years, or I've lived in London for seven years, but literally translates as I live since seven years in London. 
Secondly, you use it if you're using the word Zorlanga in a way that implies a sense of up until now. For instance, Amanda wohnt in Mailand, Zorlanga ich sie kenne, which is the correct German for Amanda's been living in Milan for as long as I've known her, but literally translates as Amanda lives in Milan for as long as I know her. The present tense also tends to be the correct translation of English sentences in the perfect progressive, the I've been doing tense. So you get Ich stehe schon lange hier, which is the correct German for I've been standing here for a long time, but literally translates as I stand already long here. There are exceptions to this rule though, where sentences that you'd think from those rules would be in the present tense actually turn out to be in the perfect tense after all. The main exception is negative sentences that talk about something that hasn't happened so far. So you get Ich habe ihn seit Jahren nicht gesehen. I haven't seen him for years. Although the German sentence involves a Zeit, it talks about not having seen somebody so far and is therefore in the perfect tense. Or Das Paket ist noch nicht angekommen. The parcel hasn't arrived yet. But Seit Weihnachten arbeitet er nicht mehr. He hasn't worked since Christmas. Talks about an ongoing period of unemployment, which is very much seen as an ongoing state and is therefore expressed in the present, despite being a negative. I know that that end bit isn't the easiest of rules to apply, as really you could argue that all of the negative sentences refer to ongoing situations. But I'm afraid I haven't been able to come up with anything clearer than that. I'd say the important thing to remember is that, in most cases, if the event is still going on as the speaker is speaking, then you use the present tense, unless it's a negative sentence. There is also another type of sentence that you might otherwise think takes the present tense, based on what I've said, but in fact takes the perfect tense. That's the type that refers to a series of events instead of a continuous event. So if I want to say someone has been ill several times since Christmas, rather than just saying they've been continuously ill since Christmas. Even though I'm using the word Zeit, I say, er ist seit Weihnachten mehrmals krank gewesen. He's been ill several times since Christmas. The next thing to know is that the perfect tense can specifically be used to indicate that you are talking about events that have just happened. Events in the immediate past. So for instance, you can have, jetzt hat Müller ein Tor geschossen meaning Müller has just scored a goal, or damit haben wir diese Führung beendet, meaning with this we have come to the end of this guided tour. Going back to places where you would use the perfect tense whether you were writing or speaking, you can use the perfect tense to mean the past and the future. If anyone's currently thinking, huh, didn't she just say you couldn't use the perfect tense for that? It's the future and the past that you can't use the perfect for. In contrast, the past and the future is something you should be using the perfect tense for, even in written German. So, for instance, Bis morgen habe ich meine Hausaufgaben gemacht. Literally, by tomorrow have I my homework made, means I'll have done my homework by tomorrow. This fits into the way German uses the present tense to express the future, so long as it's not ambiguous. The expression of the past in the future is comparable to this. Here too, you don't have to use the verb werden to express the future, or in this case, the past and the future, so long as it's clear from the context that you must be referring to the future. 
So the fact that the bis morgen habe ich meine Hausaufgaben gemacht sentence starts with a by tomorrow means that it's already clear you must be talking about the future. So you don't need to add a werden. Without the bis morgen, it would be ambiguous without a werden and would just imply a past tense. So to get the past back into the future, you have to add a werden. So you get ich werde meine Hausaufgaben gemacht haben. I will have done my homework. One final note on places where it's a good idea to use the perfect tense. Wikipedia lists the following words as signal words for the perfect tense. Schon, which means already. Noch nie, which means never yet. Bisher, which means until now or so far. Bis jetzt, which also means until now. Schon oft, which means very often. I know you'd think it would mean already often from translating it literally, but that sounds a bit odd in English and ganz oft, which means quite often. So that was when to use and when not to use the perfect tense in German. As a rule of thumb, it's the tense always used for the past tense in spoken German, except for auxiliary verbs and modal verbs, and in northern Germany also certain other common verbs, which you use in the simple past instead. Two of the three places you can't use the perfect tense in German are for expressing things that would be expressed in the pluperfect, the I had done it tense in English, and for expressing the future in the past. That sentence is such as, the shark was about to eat us for dinner. On the other hand, you can use the perfect tense to express the past and the future, e.g. I will have done my homework by tomorrow. The third place where you might think you could use the perfect tense but you shouldn't is in sentences describing an event that started in the past and is still continuing at the time the speaker is speaking. These sentences are often expressed in the perfect progressive in English, the I've been doing something tense, and in German often include a Zeit, a Zeitdem, or a Zolange. You should express these in the present tense instead, but this doesn't apply to negative sentences unless these include a sense of the situation being ongoing, or sentences about repeated instead of continuous events in the past, as these actually do get expressed in the perfect tense in German. The key thing to remember, though, is the rule of thumb I started with, which is to use the perfect tense to express the past in spoken German, apart from with auxiliary verbs and modal verbs. Some other common verbs are also used in the simple past instead of the perfect tense in northern Germany, but if you find these are too much to remember, there's nothing wrong with using just the shorter list of verbs used in the simple past in southern Germany. I generally do myself, as that's where I did most of my language learning in Germany. So that's it for German Grammarpod this time. Thanks to all the people who've been leaving comments on my blog and sending me emails. As I record this, the blog now contains recommendations from four different people of other podcasts for learning German. And it'd be great if anyone can add to that, as it seems to be a popular page in the blog that people find particularly useful. Also, Ali and Johnny, I've written answers to both your comments on the blog. If anyone has a comment or questions they'd like a reply to, then it's generally best to email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk or if you ask me a question through a comment on the blog, maybe because you think the answer would be useful to other people too, then you should check back after a month or so as it sometimes takes me a while to put up a reply for various reasons. Also, just a reminder that I've provided a lot of the relevant grammar tables and transcripts of my episodes at uk.geocities.com I've had quite a few requests for topics I should cover next. 
In particular, people have been asking for word order, conjunctions and the conditional. So those are the topics I have on my list to start after I finish tenses. I'd also like to do an episode on plurals at some point, as I think that's something that belongs towards the start of a German grammar course. As you'll have noticed, it takes me quite a while to produce each podcast, so none of these topics will appear until 2008, as I won't have finished the past tense until December at the earliest. But if anyone does have a request for a topic for next year, let me know. I'm not making any guarantees here, as I'm not sure I'm going to be able to cover everything everyone asks for. But if trends emerge for popular subjects, I'll try and cover those first. That's it for German Grandpod this time. Next time I'll be looking at the simple past, and possibly the pluperfect too, depending on how much material I end up wanting to cover on each topic. So until next time, goodbye.